Hello, curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's chief curiosity seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's chief experience producer and favorite sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, curiosity. Each week, fun informal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite, designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think. A few years ago, our family was taking a vacation to one of my favorite cities in the United States, New Orleans. Do you love, how much do you love New Orleans? I love New Orleans. Oh my God, I love- Nolens. Nolens, all the layers, the music, the intrigue, the history, the food, the race, the unique kind of racial component. It's just, I love New Orleans. We were taking one of those ghost tours, midnight ghost tours, where you walk through the architecture and the actress tells the story of this is where- Susie Cream Cheese's head was chopped off in the ghost of Susie Cream Cheese haunts. I mean, it was fantastic. The whole time she was walking, we were in this group of maybe, I don't know, it was like a, maybe 25 people. So it was kind of a large group. And she was carrying these mysterious look like she was acting, trying to act like they were all mysterious. They were like old photo albums. <laughs> and you knew at some point she was going to open them up and show the evidence of the ghosts. And you were waiting and she finally arrived at this main place and she's telling the story and people's eyes. We were kind of standing at the back giggling and smirking and Finally, she opens up the album and people crowded around, but we couldn't get to the album right away. And she was saying there was no other explanation. (laughs) (laughs) And you thought there was going going to to be be a huge explosion. That we had an album, okay? We had that album that had those ghost sounds. So anyway, we get to the front where she's opening the album and we're looking and you could see that there's like the dust, you know, in the old pre-digital photography, you get those dust orbs and there were dust orbs for which she claimed that there was no other explanation. So we, I mean, I couldn't even look at Stephen because I knew that we would just bust, let alone Barkley and Dane. So we kind of all go back. And we're all kind of saying out of the sides of our mouths to each other, there's no other explanation. There's no other explanation. A few minutes later, Barkley shows me his phone and he says, as he hands it to me, there's no other explanation. And I look and there's a big image of Casper the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) There is no other explanation. So that became kind of like our family (laughs) thing whenever someone says something ludicrous like, oh, Pizzagate and Hillary Clinton is running this big whole thing. There's no other explanation other than the fact that Hillary Clinton is running a pedophile ring. It makes total sense. Yeah, there's no other. I mean, you know, if you knew Hillary, <laughs> this is the first thing that I would think of. When I was there for, I, we went there for pizza a couple of years ago, and I thought, well, mm-hmm. at least, at least, <laughs> at least, explains it. at least they have to have a basement. There's not even a basement. It's like a concrete floor. Like, who would believe that for an, even a second? I could answer that very easily. Sonny. No, he did not. He did. He believed it, you know, quickly it was out of his mind. But at first when it came out, he like him running into me. You're not going to believe this. And you said, yes, you're absolutely right. This, I, I said to him, there's absolutely no other explanation. <laughs> it makes total sense. that <laughs> This convoluted explanation, which gets me to Occam's razor bias. That's one of the biases that is in our cognitive bias training. It's a problem solving principle that states that 
entities should not be multiplied unnecessarily. And in plain English, this means that in any given set of explanations for an event occurring, the simplest one is most likely the correct one. Now, I'm not sure if that has mathematically proven to be the case, but it's kind of like, let's say you're in a fight with a friend. Let's just say that friend is Marcus McGillius. And Marcus wants your this folder that you have. He wants to borrow this folder to copy some whatever pieces of paper. And you say no and you're fighting over it. Two days later, your car gets broken into downtown and the folder is gone. The only explanation is that Mark hired someone <laughs> to follow you to break into your car to steal. That would be an example of when Occam's razor bias should be. You should be aware of Occam's razor bias. But I have to ask you the curiosity bite. Yes. I'm afraid to hear this one. <laughs> How often is there really no other explanation? I think there's always no other explanation. <laughs> I got you there, didn't I? Yeah. There's always no other explanation. Yes. Then what? Then, always sometimes. Then, then whose? Than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to get... Or yours. Yeah, or mine. Yeah. No, I think there's always... I mean, be careful with your always and nevers, but I think usually you can find a couple of explanations. What's actually fun in this experiment is to play with explanations and to actually, as a little creative exercise, come up for other explanations. And I think this would be really helpful in our discourse, our societal discourse. For example, when that image of the, I think we've talked about this before, but I, I don't recall, but the MAGA hat wearing guy oh, yeah. on the Lincoln Memorial steps and the Native American guy. And there was no other explanation other than he was a racist. He was disrespecting the Native American guy. There was no other explanation. And the more polarized they feel, the more their explanation is kind of entrenched. And that goes with the theory of mind concept, which is kind of, I think about the theory of mind concept, because it's really the foundation that everything is based on, like whether it's psychology, history, whatever. It's what makes us construct stories obsessively. And it encourages us to see the past as a set of stories. So you might have really interesting history, like you take Jared Diamond's Guns, Germs and Steel book, and he looks at the history and he's an incredible historian. And then he weaves a story about different societies and why different societies have come to be what they are. And those stories make sense. Like people talk about how are we going to understand history if we don't understand Hitler and what Hitler's mind was. And so we get into the explanations for the way he was. He was mistreated. He was this. He was that. And those become what we think of as explanations. But I mean, isn't that kind of why we go to therapy? We want to find out the reasons why we feel this certain way or act this certain way. And then those therapists weave these stories that it was your mother's fault. It's always your mother's fault. And isn't that kind of what we need to have? I think that's what you feel because you have Oedipus complex. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that trans men can have Oedipus complex? Yes. Okay, good. Most definitely. The that's thing probably, I'm probably getting in trouble for that. But yes, you probably. think so. Yeah. Okay. Or you could say the opposite and get in trouble. I think it's pretty yeah, easy anytime, to get in trouble at this yeah, point. Yeah. At, at any time I, I lay out a potential landmine of a topic, you can just step on the soil and get in trouble. Absolutely. Neuroscience is different than the theory of mind, and it, it doesn't really support the theory of mind. Neuroscience reveals that the brain is not even remotely organized in a way that makes neat 
stories out of how these neural synapses fire. And the fact that narrative histories give persistently different answers to questions historians have been asking for centuries should be evidence that storytelling is not where the real answers lie. But neuroscientists have discovered that different parts of the brain control different things. So that we know. But the neurons, the electrical signals, they don't differ in content. So they're just rapidly firing away. Now, you could say, is there rhyme or reason? And one, I mean, a neuroscientist now could say no, but it may just be that that hasn't been discovered yet. But there's the brain is one of the final frontiers, the final frontiers. Definitely. And we know we rarely know how minds are made up, even with our own, the way we come to conclusions, we don't necessarily articulate the way we come to conclusions in the real way we do. We kind of look back and then we Piece it together. Piece it together in kind of in hindsight. Mm-hmm. So, and that's and that's proven in all kinds of studies where they look at the brain is indicating that a decision is made much faster than a decision we actually make. So mm-hmm. it's it's a really fascinating area. But when you think about there's no other explanation. Does that kind of play into what you've always talked about when those mass shooters or somebody that commits some heinous crime, you've talked about maybe going in and seeing what's happening in their brain. I think it would be fundamentally more informative than the way we construe and construct motive. You know, our whole system of governance is predicated on independence and free will and motive Mm -hmm. and that we control our thoughts and we control our behavior. And I think that it would be really upsetting if we looked inside the skull and found that we are just a bundle of chemical reactions and electrical reactions. But I mean, I think it would we would be a lot closer to understanding criminal behavior if we understood the organic component before we pieced a story together. I mean, that's our whole criminal justice system is based on, you know, finding motive, whatever. So it would be a complete mind boggling way to look at the stuff because they've even done studies. There was some kind of study done with, remember, I mean, this was before our time, but remember Punch and Judy? That was like that radio show. I think it was a radio show. Yeah. And they did some study with infants before they could even speak. And somehow, and I don't know the methodology for this, so don't ask me, but somehow (laughs) they were able to determine that these pre-verbal babies created explanations before they could even explain the explanation. So it may be that we are such pattern makers and it's so evolutionarily necessary that we have to create these explanations. And we might not be that great at creating the right explanations. And we see a lot of correlation as causation. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be interesting with artificial intelligence because with artificial intelligence, there will be, I don't think that there will be this need to tell a story that fits a narrative that quote unquote makes sense. Because it won't make them feel better. Right. I mean, I'm assuming that they could the machine learning could be written in such a way so that they learn beyond our capabilities. We can't really go beyond the story because right. we need to have things that make sense. But if a true artificial intelligence machine learning was in place to where it could learn beyond our capacity, which that makes total sense. There's no yeah. other explanation. I think there is another explanation. There's no, no other. Exp- <laughs> there's no other explanation that AI will far surpass us in making sense of the world. But then, you know, AI would not require these narratives. So they won't get into this correlation is not causation. We only have so much room in our brains to make sense of things. So we have to ignore a lot. You know, we I lo- think I ignore more than you do. You do? <laughs> but I know what I like sometimes those pictures where you have to look at one picture and the other picture and you have to see which things are different. 
Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it's like, you stare, you can get better at that. And I wonder- In People Magazine. Yeah, People Magazine. <laughs> so I get dad's People Magazine now because since he died, all of his mail and bills still come and I've tried to get them to stop. But I had, because I had canceled my subscription because I don't care about all those reality stars. Those no. aren't real. I care about like the real stars and the royals. The royals? I don't really care I do. I, care. I love seeing the babies. I can't, um, I want to oh. see more pictures of baby Archie. It's <laughs> just a great name. Yeah, it is. So I get his and they have that thing in People Magazine. Yeah. And I, sometimes I think maybe practicing that would make me more aware. I did Luminosity and they had that in Luminosity. It didn't didn't help at all. You did Luminosity? Now I there did. there is evidence that Luminosity Was is bull. BS. Yeah, total I BS. I know. But I tried. Did you pay for it? No, they would have they had a, like a free thing for oh. a while. Like when it first came out. Now it has all of the data that sh all of your data is uploaded to oh, show shit. what a complete idiot you are. Great. <laughs> Not that anybody else would be that surprised. So. <laughs> yes, they would. Don't <laughs> hey, do you want to hear a list or are you still rambling? <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say that. God. That's interesting. You have interesting things to say. All That's right, the go. only explanation of your <laughs> rambling. <laughs> no, no, no. The only explanation is that you, that I think I have interesting things to say. That's the only explanation for my continuing to ramble. Is what? that I believe that I have important things to say. Right, that's the only explanation. That's my, that's my only explanation. Well, <laughs> There's probably some other ones. So I've got a list right. of some interesting, mysterious things that have transpired over the years. For which there is no other explanation. For which there is no other explanation. Are you going to give the no other explanation at the end of each of these? I'm going to tell you what it is, and I'm going to tell you what the explanation is. And there is no other explanation. Absolutely not. Okay. Right. And then you can do with it what you will. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. I'm excited. So there was Edgar Cayce. He was a, an American psychic that said that Atlantis would be found in the Bimini region, which is mm. Bimini is in the Bahamas. It's like the made up a bunch of islands. Oh, it's I thought it was the, the nether States. regions. <laughs> it is in the nether the, regions. The Bimini region. The That's Bimini nasty. region. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so in 1968, these limestone blocks were discovered and they were neatly placed in the Sea of the Bimini Islands. Of course, the only explanation is that it's Atlantis. Atlantis. I think Atlantis was first mentioned by Plato, which was a Whoa. long, long time ago. And then there was this American mystic that also predicted that the discovery of a road that led to the ancient temples of Atlantis. So that kind of fed off of Plato's. The thing about, you think about, you said, when, when did you say Bimini was 1960s, 1968, you said? Yeah, 1968. And they actually called it then the Bimini Road, oh. which is interesting that you said that it was a road leading to Atlantis. So that's like p-hacking or data dredging. And p-hacking or data dredging, depending on whether you're talking about science or data or both, is you run an experiment and you look at all the results. And then you take the results with the strongest statistical correlation and you that's where you form your hypothesis versus the scientific method where you are supposed to formulate your hypothesis, run the experiment. And if it's disproven, then you have to throw away the hypothesis. I think a lot of data is, and, and a lot of the data that we're collecting now, and we really don't know what we're going to do with it, will be p-hacked, will be data dredged. We'll say, okay, all of these things make sense. So when they find this smooth 
seemingly limestone material at the bottom of the Bimini region. They say this look that there's no other explanation other than that this is pavement. Mm-hmm. And there's no other explanation other than this is the uh, pavement showing a road. And there's no other explanation than this is the road to Atlantis. It reminds me, remember when mom and dad went to that Bible code thing? It was put oh, yeah. on by that Jewish organization. And they were showing how they looked into the Hebrew writing in the Torah, and they could then go and create, if you take the third letter from the fourth line of we the went fifth to it paragraph. Too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we went, and I remember sitting in there, and they predicted all of these things that could be, and it, there's no other explanation. If you go to the fifth, turn it upside down three times, click your heels, and then you see the Aleph, and that letter would be indicating that some other, th- and I remember sitting there thinking, I could think of 30,000 other, exp- this is P-hacking. Yeah. This is P-hacking. It's creating a story, the backtracking. Is yeah. what you're saying. Well, you start with the you start with the evidence right. and then you create the then you create the reason for the evidence mm-hmm. instead of creating a hypothesis. hypothesis and going, yeah, it's backwards. Yeah. So that's what the Bimini Road. Yeah. But the, the other explanation is that it's pea hacking or data dredging. It's Atlantis. There was the dancing plague of nine of fifteen eighteen. What was that? Mrs. Trophia lived in Strasbourg and she started to dance. Mm-hmm. And then after one week, thirty-four pe- more people started to dance along with her. After several weeks, over a hundred people were dancing together and hundreds of people started dying of exhaustion and strokes and heart attacks. I think that would be the way you would like to die. Oh, dance myself to death? Yeah. Oh, yes. And what was the explanation for this? What, to which there is no other explanation? She's possessed by the devil. And all the other people were possessed by the devil, too? Well, she probably was the devil, and then she possessed all the others. Okay, which devil. one? That what? is the only explanation. I feel like you kind of gave two explanations there. Either she was possessed by the devil or she was the devil. Which one? Which one's the only okay, explanation? Okay, she's possessed by the devil. Okay, so she was possessed. That's the only explanation. That's the only explanation. Okay, so being a dance aficionado, <laughs> as we are, like, I'm not a dance. I can just dance on, like, a dervish. I'm not a dance. If it, I'm not a choreographer. Dancer? Like, no. Not a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember something about this because I was thinking about this in terms of the quintessential social proof experiment. Did you ever see... I'll put it in the show notes, but there is this video of a bunch of people picnicking on a grassy knoll. And all of a sudden, this guy gets up and just starts dancing. There might have been music. I can't remember. And then another person dances. And by the end, there are like hundreds of people that are dancing. And it's kind of used as social proof. Or people are standing in the elevator and the experimenter turns to the side. And by the end, people are kind of looking like, oh. And by the end, everyone's just turned facing the side of the elevator. So, Or the Three Stooges when he had that surgical thing on his head or something and he had to have his head up toward the sky and he walks out of the office and by the end the whole entire city's looking up at the sky. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try to, I'll find video, I'll find uh, links in the show notes to all of those things. What we find with this was actually the physicians tried out kind of astrological and supernatural causes, but they finally said that it was a natural disease caused by hot blood, these dancers. So they prescribed a stage to provide for all the dancers so that they could dance themselves because they knew- Because that'll help. Because it was the only way that they would dance themselves to exhaustion so they would finally stop. And then they even supplied musicians. (laughs) (laughs) So essentially, they were complicit in killing these poor possessed people. And- Then later, when people got more sophisticated, they said that it was some kind of food poisoning caused by that psychoactive ingredient, argot fungi, the one that the same like the LSD thing. Then they finally settle on the real and only explanation. So you were wrong about that explanation. It's not the devil? No, these were women. 
it was stress-induced psychosis. Of course, of course. It was hysteria. All hysteria. So that turned out to be the truth. It wasn't social proof. It wasn't obsessed by the devil. It was the scientific fact that you're a woman. That you're a woman and must you're... be stressed. God, annoying. In 2003, Andrew Carlson. He was a man with only $800 in his pocket. Suddenly, he made 126 risky deals that made him $350 million. Then he was arrested. Why? I don't know. And then he was bailed out by someone. And then he disappeared. The only explanation is that he said he came from the year 2,256. Oh, so he was a time traveler. He was Doctor Who. <laughs> Why did Doctor Who come from the future? I he was a time traveler. Oh, that's right. So he was a time traveler. He was yes. the original Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Or this article came out in the Weekly World News, and it was completely made up. No. All I'm right. All right. What's next? The Frozen Girl. Mm. In 1980, Jean Hilliard was driving in Minnesota when her car stalled, and she got out and walked, freezing cold, 22 below, snowy weather. Six hours later, Jean was taken to a hospital where she was completely frozen solid. They couldn't even get an injection into her body because it was just like a rock. She defrosted, and a few weeks later, she was completely healthy and walked out of the hospital. What is the no other explanation? The prayers of all of the people around her brought her back to life. That is the only explanation. The power of prayer. The power of prayer. Okay, mm -hmm. so in that one, the power of prayer is the only explanation. That in a heating pad, right? Well, a heating pad solves everything. So it was the power of prayer. Now, I think that there have been a lot of instances where people who have gotten their body temperature way, 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 way low, so I mean like cryogenically low or whatever, have been able to revive. So I don't think that that would be the only example of that. It'd be interesting to see what happens to all of the people that have been cryogenically preserved. Would you ever do that? No, God, no. First of all, I don't <laughs> like being cold. <laughs> <sighs> Assuming you know the difference, right? I mean... Ew. Second of all, why prolong the inevitable? Well, what if by being cryogenically preserved, it was like also you came out with like smooth skin and I don't care. No cellulite, no cellulite. I don't care. I mean, I don't want to be. No, no. What if Just you put were, me in a box? I'm done. <laughs> you don't want to be. Cry OK, so no. OK, fine. I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not doing it for you. I was going to get that for How your birthday. How about you? Do you want that? No. How about right now? <laughs> no, I have I no have someone at the door. <laughs> I, have, I have no <laughs> desire to be cryogenically preserved or in other it, I don't even have a desire to be embalmed. I don't yeah, have, me neither. Final one I have. Okay. In 1983, Don Decker was at his grandfather's funeral when suddenly he collapsed to the ground and fell into a trance. <gasps> Water started to pour down from the ceiling and out the walls where there were no pipes, no evidence that there was any kind of sewage leakage or pipe leakage or anything. And so they called the police. And what did the police do? They suggested taking him to a pizza parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Why? The police did not suggest. Yes, they did. <laughs> the police did not suggest. <laughs> they suggested taking him to the nearby pizza parlor. What kind of pizza did it say? I think it was anchovy, <laughs> which is probably why when they laid him down, the same exact thing happened at the pizza parlor. Oh, because of the fish, the anchovies? Is that why? <laughs> 
There's no other explanation. <laughs> I was trying to make, see, of course, there I was trying to pattern make, try to take yeah. the fact that you pulled anchovies out of your hoo-ha, <laughs> and I'm trying to make sense of anchovies in the water. And this sh- this was actually on the sh- TV show Unsolved Mysteries. Why, when this guy went into a trance, did water just start pouring out of the walls okay, and ceilings? Okay, what's, what's the no other explanation explanation? He's magic. Is that what it is? I don't know. I made that up. So what they found later, I'm going to give some other things. He's a wizard. No, I'm a- <laughs> You're ruining everything. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> He's a muggle. No. <laughs> it's not a muggle. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of other little tidbits to the story. And you and everyone else listening can Are you making think, up these t- tidbits? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you because I did some research. So oh, I don't want to okay. tell you. And these tidbits will help to see if there's any other explanation. And this is why the adding new data can create whole new stories, even if those explanations are as ludicrous as the ones you came up with in the beginning. One other little tidbit is his grandfather died a week before when he slipped on a frozen lake and fell through a hole in the frozen lake. What's the explanation for the trance and the water leaking into both the a church? A haunting. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Another that's the ex- truth. That's, there's no <laughs> other explanation, I hadn't thought Becky. about the haunting. I was thinking of one of those ice dams. Oh. Because it was winter. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> and those ice dams don't require plumbing to leak. Oh. When the grandfather died, it was frozen on the day of his funeral. It was warm. What is the explanation (laughs) for that? The grandfather's haunting caused the ice dams on the roof of the church and of the pizza palace to melt, thereby causing the leaks just so he could implicate his son, who, by the way, was later charged with arson. So that made the whole credibility of the story less, FYI, which just to frame his grandson for being possessed. And this leads me to a very important sort of fact. Are you ready for the sort of fact? I am so ready for this sort of fact. Okay, this sort of fact came out of Mensa. I feel like this whole episode was a a one big sort of fact. This uh, sort of fact came from, not from PU, not from TPU. This is from Mensa, the largest and oldest IQ society in the world. This is for people who score at the 98th percentile or higher on standardized or other appropriate tests (laughs) that can qualify you for Mensa. We just happen to have made this. But the explanations that Mensa members come up with, and this is according to Mensa, are 87% less likely to have any other explanation than an explanation that a member of PETA comes up with, <laughs> courtesy of Sort of Facts. So I ask you, Jennifer, and then you can answer. Uh-oh. How often is there really no other explanation? Always. Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One. You can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, in order to avoid missing curiosity-bitten conversations, subscribe to Apply Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Apply Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the Tribe of the Curious, go to applycuriositylab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.